Hey, welcome to episode two of Nurmer Nurmer. I'm Susie, and in this episode, I talk to Alexis about Train's song, Drops of Jupiter, uncover some strange traits of frontman Pat Monahan, and look at cover art that Alexis can't unsee. If you haven't listened to Drops of Jupiter in the past 48 hours, we recommend pausing now, taking a listen, and coming back to this episode. Alright, I wanted to make a podcast for a really, really, really long time before I was actually able to, and the thing that allowed me to do it was Anchor. Anchor, you can edit the podcast, you can record the podcast, you can invite friends to join it, all on the Anchor app. So you need a phone or computer, you can go to the library, log in there if you really needed to, you could use an old iPod Touch. It's the most accessible way that I have found to make a podcast because I really thought that you had to spend a bunch of money and get a bunch of production equipment and whatever in order to do it. But when I figured out I could use Anchor as a platform to host the podcast, they distribute it for me. Um, You probably already know this if you've ever listened to an episode before or if you have seen the description with the tag that says that I make it on Anchor. If you want to do this, if you want to get into it, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app. And I swear it's free. Like, it's it's so easy. It's the easiest, freest, most free way to host a podcast. Hello. Hello. I let YouTube autoplay after watching Drops of Jupiter and it's just a bunch of train music videos. Oh, really? <sighs> yeah. Whenever I let Drops of Jupiter continue on YouTube, I think it might just be tailored to me, but it always goes straight into like Kelly Clarkson and Pink. Oh, yeah. It was like exclusively train music <laughs> videos. And? I actually don't think I needed to see any of them. Did you watch Hazel Sister? No, it actually didn't get there. Hazel Sister is uh, about him and his wife. They always wanted to go to Burning Man. And so, like, that song was, like, as if they were at Burning Man. They still haven't gone. And the music video isn't doesn't take place at Burning Man. You still into Drop, Drops of Jupiter, though? Yeah. Did it kind of ruin it for you? No, it didn't. The music video is good. You described it to me the other day. He's playing that mic. Yeah, the music video is hard because it looks like he did it in so many takes. But <laughs> it looks <and> exhausting. <laughs> it like every moment the camera changes, it's obvious that it was a different take. But also, it's all in one room. Thank you. Like an entire orchestra. <laughs> yeah, joins the church. Yeah, it's like half church, half performance space. Um, I just watched a really horrible interview with Pat Monahan. It was taking place on a roof, and they clearly didn't have individual mics for the interviewer and for Pat Monahan, so you could just hear, like, sirens and shit in the background really loud. I hated it. And it was for kind of a recent album, and he was talking about how he visualizes Quentin Tarantino fucking movies when he makes his songs, and that doesn't add up to me, and I was mad. You went down a bad hole. I went a yeah, I went a bad direction from the Drops of Jupiter music video. Wow, that's weird. The point of this podcast episode is just to sell people on the fact that Drops Drops of Jupiter is the best song ever. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't realize it was their first hit, but it is. No, it's their second hit. What was their first hit? Hey Virginia. 
or meet me, Virginia. Uh, no. <laughs> did you watch the Careless Whisper train cover I sent you? <laughs> no, I did not. Honestly, you don't have to watch it. It's so bad. But the first intro part is set up like an old 80s, 90s sitcom. And it has train in like a yellow font. And there's a bunch of black tracks and stuff. And he's sitting in a restaurant and a waitress approaches him and her name is Virginia. She's like, we broke up. I don't want to see you anymore. And he was like, but remember when I wrote this song for you? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, there's nothing you could do to win me back. And then it goes straight into Careless Whisper. Wow. It's horrific. I want it to be 2021 so that Drops of Jupiter can be 20 years old. I'm guessing you watched that VH1 interview from 2001? Yep. Because they claimed, that's the interview that claimed that that was like their huge breakout. It was their, it was their like first really big hit. Like, Meet Virginia got listens. I thought the same thing when I saw that interview, but I've seen more since then where they're, like, crediting Meet Virginia first. But, like, obviously Meet Virginia did not have nearly as big of a thing. It seems possible that Meet Virginia, like, got them noticed enough to have a, it was a t- good label and people right, behind them. Drops of Jupiter got them, like, Grammys and shit. I can't believe they played the Grammys for Drops of Jupiter. I had a hard time wrapping my head around that. I mean, it makes sense, but I obviously wasn't alert and paying attention in whatever year that was. Yeah. Meet Virginia was a top 20 hit on Billboard Hot 100, peaking at number 20. Okay, yeah, that's barely top 20. Yeah, <laughs> it almost doesn't qualify. <laughs> that's like when the, um, oh god, what was that song? The the artist was Spose got into the top 40 but they were only number 40 for one week <laughs> it was that uh, i'm awesome no you're not dude don't lie that sounds sort of familiar i'm awesome driving around in my mom's ride <laughs> anyways that's what that is that's the same thing you're barely top 20 yeah. but drops of jupiter let's see spent over a year on the chart 54 week of the hot 100 Drops of Jupiter spent 54 weeks in the top 100. Yeah. Whoa. That's pretty good. That's like Bruno Mars level. Yep. Yeah, Bruno Mars was like, was it 24 Go? Was it that one? He had a few that lasted a long, long time. He had one that was like a big was deal. It? Well, I can't no, it was before 24 Karat Magic because I watched an interview when that album came out and he was talking about like I'm the best. Obviously, I have all of the records. Look at these stats. Uh, Uptown Funk. Ah, yeah. Yep. You're right. Yep. And then, what's his name? Lil Nas beat him. Yeah, him and Billy Ray. Do you think there are people who are like, man, why does Lil Nas get all the credit? (laughs) Like, why are we talking Uh, about how uh, Billy Ray just beat this record? Okay, wait, I have questions about Bruno Mars now. So I think Just the Way You Are did better. The thing is, he just holds so many records. I, yeah. I don't know how he does it, but... I think the one I was thinking of was Uptown Funk. Just the way... Oh, I forgot about that song. Right? That's 2010. Oh, you remember? Nothing on you! <laughs> yeah. With B.O.B.? No, B.O.B. Uh, uh, what was the other one? billionaire yep with travi mccoy mm-hmm. That's the first- train has a song with travi mccoy did you know that <laughs> no i just watched that music video with train and travi mccoy what's it called call me sir ew i really did not like the premise i'm not gonna lie to you let me just really i gotta get into the meat of bruno mars's awards and achievements because 
I need to see the numbers listed out. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So, When I Was Your Man became the second number one song on Billboard Hot 100 to feature exclusively piano and vocals. Really? He's the first male artist to place two titles as a lead act in the Hot 100's top 10 simultaneously. He's had seven number one singles in the Hot 100 chart. In 2018, he matched Beyonce and Mariah Carey as the only artists with three top five singles on the Billboard Hot 100 from their first three studio albums. In the same year, he became the first solo male artist with nine number ones on the Billboard mainstream top 40 chart. Him, Ed Sheeran, and Jewel are the only (laughs) artists with two songs to spend at least half a year on the top ten. I was surprised with Ed Sheeran. And then it hit Jewel. <laughs> Jewel, that. that's a go-to trivia question. What do Bruno Mars, Ed Sheeran, and Jewel have in common? And then you can look like a total pretentious dirtbag. You're probably wondering which songs Jewel spent, yeah, right? Yeah, that's my biggest wonder, actually. Do you think, like, like when Bruno and, and Ed Sheeran got there, like, did Jewel tweet them, like, welcome, boys? Or, like... <laughs> right, because she obviously did it first. Yeah, like... Also, Jules had this title and nobody respects that. Okay, it was You Were Meant for Me and Foolish Game. Oh, I knew it. And the year was 1997. Wow. Those are both great songs. I can't believe I just said that Bruno Mars was the standard for this, but truly it's it's Jules. Yeah, I watched Jules performing at Woodstock the other day. Online. Uh, Wait, what year of Woodstock? 97-ish to sound about right? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know, man. I didn't want to find out. Oh my god. Drops of Jupiter has the main train band. Five people, apparently. Uh-huh. But then it also has a conductor, keyboards, mm-hmm. string arrangement, violin, cello, piano, another violin, another cello, backing vocal- vocals, another cello, and two violists. Yeah, the guy who wrote the arrangement was known for the arrangements he would write for Elton John. Do you mean Paul John Buckmaster? That guy. I thought you were asking me if that's who I meant by Elton John. Oh, no. Paul John Buckmaster also collaborated with uh, David Bowie and the Grateful Dead. Wow. Wait. Wait, Have you listened to the full Drops of Jupiter album? I have not. No. I don't really feel like I need to. I don't think I need to either. I feel like I'm getting the gist of it with Jobs of Jupiter, and I feel like the rest of it isn't going to hold up what that song is. No offense to Train, but they give off the vibe that they're one of those bands that has, like, one or two good songs on an album, and the rest of it doesn't hold up. I agree. How do you feel about Drops of Jupiter, in parentheses, tell me? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't think that's necessary. Because, like, it says- I think Drops of Jupiter drives it home. Yeah, and also Drops of Jupiter isn't annoying to say. But drops of Jupiter in parentheses tell me on parentheses. Thanks, Pat Monahan. Okay, so Train seems like pretty sincere, but also not super in control of their creative processes. Like, it seems like they're pretty at the whim of record labels. Yeah, I totally agree. They're very much like following whatever they tell them to do. Right, but it works for them. I think that VH1 interview talks about that, right? About how they really needed to make a single. Yeah, basically. So, like, a record company would tell them, all right, make one good hit for this album. What did you think about Drops of Jupiter before you learned the true meaning behind it? Like, what it was about? I think what everyone thinks it's about. Uh, like, a breakup. And, like, this person still being around somewhere. It definitely reads like a love song. Yeah. Kind of is. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's just a love song. One's learning the meaning. I get it. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I feel bad for Pat Monahan the same way I feel bad for the singer from Plain White Tees, and I don't even know why. Are you able to elaborate on that? I guess, you know what it is? It's a correlation in my brain between Hey There, Delilah and Meet Virginia. Just like a made-up woman that you're not actually dating. Okay. That's kind of, like, sad and lonely. Okay. They have the greatest hits album. What does that entail? So it's, wow. A lot of their songs are four minutes. That makes sense. It's very formulaic process they've got. All right, so we've got Meet Virginia, Drops of Jupiter, Calling All Angels, Get to Me. Oh, that's a great song. When I Look to the Sky. I don't know that one. Me either, but when I read it, I thought of the Jonas Brothers song, When I Look Into Your Eyes, but it's not that song. Uh, that makes sense. Still Sister, If It's Love, Marry Me, Save Me San Francisco, <sighs> Drive By. 50 Ways to Say Goodbye. Bruises. I forgot about that song. I don't like that song. Angel and Blue Jeans. Play that song. Call Me Sir featuring Cam and Travi McCoy. <laughs> and Careless Whisper featuring Kenny G. I could give or take Train as a band. Like, they've got hits. I love when their songs come on. I'm never going to spend an afternoon listening to Train, though. No. I'll spend an afternoon listening to Drops of Jupiter. On repeat. On repeat. I've spent many. He's the sole constant member of Train. The drummer left a couple years ago to resume his law career, which they've been doing Train <laughs> since the 90s. It's not like he got two albums in and said, all right, I'm going to go back to school. You did the full duration of the band already. <laughs> yeah, like, the band can end. Sorry, I'm going to mess with an ice cube tray. Ew. He has a solo record. The cover is a lot to take in. Uh, so Pat is sitting half circle chair, like a luxury chair, chair. He's wearing a white button-up shirt. And he has one, two, three buttons unbuttoned. But it like it goes down like almost halfway down his chest. His sleeves are like they're not rolled up, but like all the cuffs are open. And he's smirking like like he looks like Pat Monahan. <laughs> I was trying to figure out too as I was watching the music videos is he cute? I don't really think he is but he also is like just he just looks nice yeah that's how I felt until I looked at this picture now how do you feel? I'm really uncomfortable <laughs> like it looks like the cover of a bad porn does he have diehard fans? because I don't really feel like that's a thing yeah I don't think it is either I haven't heard about any pat heads are train fans called trainers? I hope so. Train has a Zeppelin cover album. What could they possibly be doing with a Zeppelin cover? Like, okay, answer me that this. That they released in 2016? No. Okay, why are- Listen, why are they covering Careless Whisper and- Yeah, like, I just feel like they do a lot of covers for a band that- Has a 20-year career. That people know. It's a household name. People know that Train is a band. Right. You've heard their songs. Everybody's heard their songs. It's on the radio. <clears throat> Stereo. <laughs> the way you move. <laughs> Fair enough. See, like, that was a recent hit. Like, that was in high school. That was a hit. You call it recent? I mean, they don't need to be making Zeppelin cover albums. <laughs> right, that's true. It's hard to say. I don't disrespect Train, but I also don't respect them. I don't think I get them. Listen, I listened to enough Drops of Jupiter that they're getting royalties, okay? Yeah, they. I can't believe they won two Grammys for Drops of Jupiter. Pat, I mean, Pat looks like if Uncle Jesse were actually a musician. 
You know what I mean? And like playing at grungy bars. But then Pat sings, and that's not the sound. Oh, 50 ways to say goodbye. I forgot that was trained. I, I, I mean, I know we read that earlier, but... What year did that song come out? Do you know? 2012. Is that the same year Grenade by Bruno Mars came out? 2010. Okay. I remember when Ways to Say Goodbye came out, I was unsettled the same way I was when Grenade came out. So it's just about, like, violence. And I don't... It just, like, wasn't cute to me. The tongue-in-cheek lyrics deal with lies you could tell to cover up the fact that a girl broke up with you. David Hasselhoff is in the music video. When was the last time someone spoke the words David Hasselhoff? <laughs> At least 2012. Yeah, they just don't need to be doing this to Led Zeppelin thing. They don't need to do anything. They should probably retire. Yeah. And, and by they, I guess I mean Pat Monahan. I feel like if they were to break up Pat Monahan, and they'll go back to their solo career. He pulls a panic at the disco. Do you think that Pat Monahan would tour and do train songs, but as a solo artist? Yes. 100%. There's no way. He didn't sing Drops of Jupiter on his 2007 tour for... Man, I thought I remembered the name of it. I don't. Last of Seven. Last of Seven is the name of the tour? No, that's the... Well, it's the name of that album. How many train albums are there? There are 10 train albums. All right. I've just come across Pat Monahan's Ask Me Anything on Reddit. Did you see the album cover? No, I'm not going to look it up. Train Fan for Life asked train pat monahan that's his username how do you always manage to stay fresh and real and he said being real comes from having good parents being fresh comes from good drugs and really good plastic surgeon friends oh then he says i'm being sarcastic then he says truth is fans keep us fresh because if there's someone that's excited to see us then we can stay excited to be there so his parents didn't make him yeah so i guess he's negating good parents good drugs and good plastic surgeon friends Someone else asked him, what food do you choose to get your juices flowing? He said, my juices flow best when on wine. That's my food. I don't like him. You know, songwriting inspiration comes from the least expected places, and the less I try, the easier the song comes. But mostly porn. Just kidding. That's not real. It's real. That's what Train Pat Monahan said. That's gross. I don't know why he jokes about drugs and porn, and... The two comments I've read. I don't like that. That makes right. Me I don't think I his album cover even more. Oh, he apparently has Pat Casts. Has what? I'm sorry. Pat Casts. I think it's a podcast made Pat by Pat. Cast. I thought you said calves, like your calves. Oh. Are you looking up his Pat Cast? No, I'm not interested. What do you think the picture is for his Pat Cast? Uh, it's the Him? album cover, but he's like drinking wine. Okay, I found the Pat cast. I lied earlier. <laughs> it's a comic book style image. Pat Monahan is wearing a t-shirt and a blazer, and the t-shirt has a P, like the Superman logo, but with a P. Uh-huh. And then there's a comic book speech bubble that says Pat Cast by Pat Monahan. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. He reviews different bands or <laughs> musicians. Actually, I don't know if he's interviewing them or reviewing them, but every single episode's description is like blank artist by Pat Cast by Pat Monahan, and then in parentheses of Train. <laughs> They're all from 2015. He hadn't even done his, his Zeppelin cover yet. Apparently not, but if you want to hear him talk about 311, there's a confusing aspect of this, which is their numbered episode 111, 112, 113, etc. Is the 311 one just... No, it's that's 115, but 
I think there might be some backdated episodes that aren't available anymore or something. Or he started numbering them weird. Yeah. Did you know he does a cover of Time After Time? I'm not surprised. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Uh, I wrote down all of the lyrics of Dro- Drops of Jupiter. Yeah, how did that go? I was looking at the lyrics on Apple Music as I was listening to it on repeat the other day. Those parts that are... Okay, I mean, the obvious lyrics that everyone knows didn't surprise me because you can understand them well. But then you get to the, like, can you imagine no love, pride, deep fried chicken? Right. And you think, are those three things equally important? (laughs) You know, best soy latte that you ever had. Obviously a classic line. Obviously a classic. Arguably the best line of the song, of the best song ever. I was going to say, so one of the best lines... Like, on his grave, do you think he'll have Drops of Jupiter, like, spelled out? Like, the whole lyrics? Yeah. Is this in place of his name or including his name? <laughs> it's his pet that Monaghan of train. Yeah, I think that would work, actually. I will say the line about heaven being overrated never really hit me what he was actually saying there yeah. until yeah. I looked at the lyrics. Yeah, there's a definitely a few different lines that I never really thought too much about until recently. Until knowing what it's about. And because we haven't said, the song is about when his mom was dying of cancer. And he was thinking about what if people never really leave planet Earth and they're always here in some way and they come back from the atmosphere. Then it won a Grammy. So He, he woke up and had, this, had the line, now that she's back in the atmosphere, in his head and wrote it in like 30 minutes. All the best songs are written in 30 minutes. True. Imagine John Lennon. I don't know if that's true. Hard Day's Night. Hey Jude. Is that a song? Hard Day's Night. Yep. That was a 30 minute hit. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm a closeted Beatles fan. Really? I never listened to them on purpose. They actually, sorry Beatles, fill a similar spot as Train where they the music's good enough that when it comes on I jam to it. Do you also feel sad for the, them the way you feel sad for Train and Blankies? No, I don't. <laughs> I was really into the Beatles in, like, eighth grade. Like, super into them. And then I stopped liking them. And now, like, if they're on, I'm not stoked, but I'm not mad. But I couldn't tell you the last time I actively sought them out. I mean, the difference in my head is uh, I don't think anyone would assassinate Pat Monahan or Tom Higginson of Plain White Tees. You know? They don't care enough. Oh, yeah. Like, why would they do that? That's why I feel sad for them is that they're not, they don't have all of the fame that they so clearly desire despite their good, genuine. Cool. Yeah. Who else would be like Pat and Plain White Tees? Oh, that's a good question. I get a little bit of it from Kings of Leon, but you think? I also feel like they have more of like a sex appeal than Plain White Tees or Pat Monahan. Yeah, I think they do. What the fuck? All the members of Kings of Leon are related. Yeah, I think I knew that. No one told me. <laughs> no one told you. Is Google really characterizing them as Southern Rock? I don't really know what Southern Rock is. I didn't realize they were from Tennessee. It totally makes sense now that I'm seeing it. But uh, A subgenre of rock music and of Americana. Country music and blues. Some of their like, not-so-big hits have a bit of country in them definitely mm-hmm. pretty bluesy they have some pretty bluesy songs for sure drops of jupiter in parentheses tell me the album was double platinum oh i just thought about his reddit again yeah that's gross i don't think i like him as a person yeah he might suck in that vh1 interview where he's like when the bridge hit the producers were like woo. 
You know what part I'm talking about? I actually don't. <laughs> he said that that they would they like wooed him when it hit the bridge, which I was confused about because I don't actually know what part the bridge is. It, it has to be best soy latte. Uh huh. Because then it gets quiet and then builds back up. So the really shitty interview I watched with him, where he's sitting on the roof and the audio is bad. That interview is from like 2014 or something. Like, late train. He says that sometimes, like, producers don't totally hit on lyrics that he enjoys. And he literally brought up Best Soy Latte. And then one other lyric that I didn't recognize. And that they didn't like it? They were like, do you have to include this? They thought it... Okay, so I guess feedback that he gets from the studio is that they're often worried about his lyrics becoming a little too kitsch. And... (laughs) Uh, he is trying to be aware of that. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure the soy latte one is, it's a little bit tacky. I love it. <laughs> but it stands out as a tacky drink. lyric. Oh, yeah. In such, like, <laughs> in such a poetic song about the cosmos and, like, all these fucking interplanetary right. situations. She, she, she came through with drops of Jupiter in her hair. And then he brings up a soy latte. <laughs> the the most standout lyric the best soy latte also it makes it worse that it's soy I completely agree because even if it were like the best cup of coffee that you ever had that's relatable across the board yeah soy latte is so specific yeah and when this song came out soy milk was not a thing unless you had a dairy allergy yeah like and it was your only option no oat milk when this song came out if Train performed this song today. And by train, I mean Pat Monahan on the road alone. Would he change the lyrics to oat milk? Oh, I would hate that. Maybe he could get an oat milk sponsor. I was going to say. Oh, at least, like, I don't need you. But then, okay, so if train changes the words, where do they stop? You're nervous that they're going to change all the words? Yeah. Like, they're going to talk about how Pluto isn't a planet? <laughs> they bring SpaceX into it. I hope Elon Musk flies Pat Monahan to Jupiter. Pat Monahan's freaking out. Like he's try- <laughs> I do not think that man is suited to be an astronaut. <laughs> he's, like, trying to play it cool. Like, yeah, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. And Elon Musk is like, no, like, we're going. Get your bags. <laughs> and Pat's like, yep, this is a great, this is great. And then they're like in the thing, and he's like, "Are we really going?" Elon Musk is like, "Yeah, we're going to Jupiter." <laughs> then the tabloids die down. Ten years later, Pat Monahan sends a text. He's like, "I just made it to Mars. I don't think we're gonna make it to Jupiter." <laughs> Elon Musk is like tweeting him, like, "Oh, I'm having the best soy latte ever at home right now." <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> also, please tell me any distinguishing factors. One soy latte to another. Do they not all taste the same? I can't say I've had one better than the other. I can't say I've ever had a phenomenal soy latte that really stood out as the best soy latte I've ever had. Also, right. if I showed up... if Listen, if I'm going on a Tinder date, I show up at this guy's house, I get there, and he's sitting there with a soy latte to offer me. <laughs> at his house? He's at his house. This is his way of like being sweet. Best soy latte you ever had in me. I would say no. <laughs> say, what'd you get for me? Right, that's great. You have a soy latte? Gross. Not interested. What did you get me? Do you think 
when this song came out, like on tour, people were like trying to buy them soy lattes all the time. Do you think he bought a stadium full of people soy lattes like when you two bought a stadium full of people pizzas? <laughs> no, I don't think he did that. <laughs> also, can you imagine the pissed off barista that gets an order for 50,000 soy lattes by Pat Monahan? <laughs> and like the notes just say, make it the best you ever made. If Pat Monahan ever walks into my coffee shop, I'm making him a soy latte. Listen, Pat Monahan walks to your coffee shop. He says, I want a shot of espresso. What do you make him? Best soy latte that he ever <laughs> Yeah, okay, good. He says, can I buy an orange juice? <laughs> you make him the best soy latte he ever had, and you don't sell him an orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sell him an orange juice. <laughs> Pat Monahan walks in and says, can I just get a small chamomile tea? I make him the best soy latte he ever had. <laughs> He complains. He writes a Yelp, but... Pat Monaghan comes in. Can I use your restroom? <laughs> no, but you can drink the soy latte. Yeah, it's it's a pretty tacky line. Oh, you know what? You know what one of my favorite lines I've realized is? She checks out Mozart while she does typo. Thank you for bringing that up. Every time I hear that line, I think, I'm not going to Google typo. I know you want me to. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Also, that whole... That whole part of the song is pretty nuts now that she's back from that soul vacation tracing her way through the constellation hey hey (laughs) she checks out Mozart while she does typo reminds me that there's a room to grow hey hey yeah but there's another one that's like a talks like June I think maybe it is reminds me that there's a time to change Oh, I bet that's it. Can you never know love fried deep fried chicken? Do you know any other songs that reference deep fried chicken? I can only oh, think yeah. of Zach Brown Band. Zach Brown, obviously. Okay, it's actually just all Zach Brown. Right. That's <laughs> classic country radio station. Train is not classic country radio station. They're, They're not, not Southern, Southern rock. rock. Yeah, it's kind of a bold move to just... Also, what does that even mean? Can you imagine no love pride Deep fried chicken, your best friend always sticking up for you. I I have a hard time breaking up the no love pride. I think he's saying because in my head it's a chicken recipe called love pride. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's like a gay pride month deep fried chicken recipe. Okay, similar to John Lennon, who I think after this we can safely say they're a fair comparison. He's doing like in a. (laughs) imagine all the people kind of a deal but instead of imagine all the people with all these beliefs he's saying imagine there's no deep fried chicken and your friend isn't sticking up for you there's no there's no pride pride. there's no first dance no freeze-dried romance five-hour phone conversation there's no best soy latte that you ever had and me okay okay even when i know you're wrong so i think at this point you can Google pretty much anything and find, like, some weird Redbubble merch of it. But I was really alarmed to find t-shirts that say the best soy latte you ever had and me. I don't like The, the and me part, part is confusing. It doesn't... I don't know. It doesn't... The phrase doesn't stand alone. It has to work in this four minute and 20 second train song. Ew. Wait, I... Uh, now that you mentioned the imagined part of that whole part of the song, he he lands on the same level of importance as love pride deep fried chicken first dance free dried romance 
five-hour phone conversations, best story, lots of it. Why does okay. it, I don't like I don't Yeah, like that part, because actually. you care. This is about, this is supposed to be about this person that just fucking flew from right, the Milky Way. Right, you think she'd have bigger interests, but you hear love, pride, right. and deep fried chicken. And of those three, deep fried chicken is the obvious standout, should not be listed at the same level of importance as love and pride. Then, later in the same verse, you right. get best soy latte you ever had which is so far below deep fried chicken it makes deep fried chicken look like god (laughs) so then you kind of maybe the purpose of the best soy latte line is to elevate deep fried chicken to the same level as love and pride just saying i think i figured it out and me and me i don't i don't like that the your best friend always sticking up for you I don't like that he says, even when I know you're wrong. Right. So he's having a fight, you know, an intimate relationship. He knows that the other party is wrong. Mm-hmm. So he goes to their friend and the friend is right. like, no, 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 no. She's right. And he's like, nah, I know she's wrong. Even though now that's two against one. You have, you have drops of Jupiter Listen, I think a bitch with drops of Jupiter in her hair is not going to be looking for a soy latte. That's my hot take. She's not going to be looking for a soy latte. No one's looking for a soy latte. People have figured their shit out. They're not drinking soy lattes. Yeah. There's options now. But then, like, did you finally get the chance to dance along the line? Great line. Day? Great line. I know. Despite the trash talking that I'm having in the best song ever, I believe in the song. It's just that. But yeah, I'm still going to listen to it every day. Here is, we all know that All Star by Smash Mouth is about global warming. If you don't know that, reread right. the lyrics. It's about global warming. It was released in 1999. Right. We've got Inconvenient Truth. Comes out in 2006, so that's kind of late. But Al Gore is on the scene in early 2000s. Talking about global warming. Yeah. 1999. When did All-Star come out again? Then we've got Train. Using the word atmosphere. Ooh. I think there's something there. You think they all talked? If you're asking, do I think that Al Gore, Pat Monahan, and whatever the guy from Smash Mouth's name is, all sat down at a roundtable discussion, talked about global warming? I think the answer is yes. Okay, that is what I was asking. Great. Is it Pat Monahan's job to stop global warming or just Leo DiCaprio? I think Pat Monahan thinks it's his job and he thinks he's doing good. Yeah, I could see him being a philanthropist for some organization that doesn't actually really affect people. Even when I know you're wrong. Um, fuck Mary Kill, Pat Monahan, yes. Leonardo DiCaprio, okay, Al Gore, the three <laughs> leading climate scientists of our time. Uh, okay, I think I'm going to kill Leonardo DiCaprio. Bold choice. <laughs> uh, that is the craziest answer you could have had. <laughs> I'm gonna kill Al Gore. I'm gonna. Fuck train Mary Leo. <laughs> but you know what? Um, Do you? I don't care. If you want to kill Leonardo DiCaprio and become the worst villain in the history of the world since that guy who killed Lincoln. <laughs> Just so I can fuck Al Gore. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you picturing what year Al Gore are you picturing when you say that? I can say that actually. You're allowed. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Tom Hanks. Shia LaBeouf, Pat Monahan. Hmm. I'm gonna kill Pat. 
I would. He's not important. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I think I'd have to kill Pat. The reason I was thinking was because I don't necessarily want to marry Tom Hanks, but I also don't want to fuck. So him. you're considering killing him? That's fair. <laughs> I would. I'd be forced to marry Tom Hanks I don't, in this situation. Ne- yeah, and you have to fuck Shia LaBeouf just because he has that energy. But yeah, Pat Monahan has left his mark on the world. I don't expect him to do anything better than what he's done. He might pull out some like plateaued same caliber Dude. shit at some point that I would be impressed by. But I don't expect him to do more. I think Tom Hanks and Shia LaBeouf both could do more. Yeah, I think okay. that's where I'm gonna go. Fuck Mary Kill, J Lo, Scarjo, Pat Monahan. Um, I'm gonna marry J Lo just because that would be easy, name change wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna kill Pat Monahan. Yep, it's just that in the FMK world, this is where we're at. I don't think that you this have that much else at. to offer. No offense. <laughs> I don't think you have that much more to live for. <sighs> yeah, Pat Monahan, the guy from Three Eleven. I don't even know what that guy looks like. All of Sublime. You know you have to be more specific. Yes. All of with Rome? Okay. With Rome, yes. Uh, let me Google 311. I take my Googles very seriously because I know that my targeted ads are going to come for me. <laughs> to have to Google 311. The one guy. Oh, he's hot. Well, this picture's from you know 2007, just... but he's hot. Yeah, he is hot. I should have known that was coming. Okay, sorry. I'm still aghast that this 50-year-old man is this hot. Wow. Okay, to mix it up. I think Pat Monahan survives this round because I'm going to kill Sublime. I yeah, am going I to fuck 311 him. guy because and then yeah, and then yeah. Look at let's him. be honest, there's a train song, Marry Me. I'm right there. Yeah. When he's waiting on one end of the aisle and you're walking mm-hmm. forward. Okay. He's going to be singing Marry Me. Great. Side, side note, I just read a headline that says Grian's mom is subtweeting Elon Musk. <laughs> Why is she doing that? When was the last time you read subtweet? <sighs> if your partner went through a challenging pregnancy and childbirth in the last two weeks and you were over 16 years old, would you be blaring MRA bullshit on Twitter right oh, now? Oh, shit. Also, Grimes' mom... Apparently. Twitter. She's an influencer. I don't... I still don't really care about Trainer Pat Monahan, but that song is great. Their other songs are great. But I'm never going to listen to them on purpose. Yeah, and Drops of Jupiter. Right. Except for Drops of Jupiter. Which I think of as not train. Like, I don't think of it as... Do you think of it listening to train. as... Right, it belongs it's to its the people. <laughs> it's not your song. It's my song. I think we did it. I don't know what else we I got. It. All right, I have one more. All right. Fuck Mary Co. Deep Red Chicken. Kay. Love and Pride as its own. And best soy latte you ever had. That's tough. Uh, gonna kill soy latte. Uh, you're gonna kill soy latte. The doesn't matter if it's had? the best I've ever had because it's the best I've ever had of something I don't even like. <laughs> okay. That's like saying the best wedgie you ever had. Right. Yep. Right. That's a great comparison. I'm gonna fuck deep fried chicken. The greasier, the better. You know. Yeah. And then I would marry love and pride. Yeah. It's reliable. Yeah, I think that's a great name. Um, I just, I. They said, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. You're a better said, lyricist than this, and he said, "I'm not." <laughs> All right. Great.
Until next time.